0: Thoroughbred Racing NT, the best show on sand. This is NT Racing Talk with Sam Highland. All the latest news and
1: views from the NT Racing world, right here on SEN Track. Hello and welcome to another week of NT Racing Talk. It's uh, it's our favourite time of the week, and Thursday afternoons, it's all about uh, racing in Darwin, Fanny Bay and the Red Centre, Pioneer Park, and they've got a couple of meetings uh this week, obviously, racing in Alice, the Red Centre, on Saturday. And on Tuesday, big Melbourne Cup meeting at Darwin. And, of course, we will have Andrew O'Toole off the top of the show, Thoroughbred Racing NT CEO. We'll have a look at last week's meeting, uh, chat about that in in Darwin. We'll get some tips out for Alice Springs this Saturday, and we'll have a look at the Darwin meeting Uh, on Melbourne Cup Day, which will be a very popular day right around the country. Melbourne Cup Day is a big day everywhere you go. Shane Green will have a chat to uh, Greeny. Of course, he's calling at uh, Alice. And Mark Summers, uh, who is the Alice Springs Turf Club general manager, will have a chat to Mark. Uh, They've got a big day planned. It's one of their bigger days at Alice Springs, Pioneer Park, on uh, Saturday, Derby Day. And, uh, We'll just see what the club have on offer there for us. Uh, Now, let's get to Andrew O'Toole, the Tour Man. Tour Man, it's a a big week in racing, isn't it?
2: It's a fantastic time of the year. Uh, Sammy, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to our NT Racing Talk listeners. Yeah, great time of the year. Spring Carnival in uh, Melbourne, of course, and looking forward to not only uh, the racing from uh, Flemington and and Sydney, but uh, certainly Alice Springs on uh, Saturday. And as you mentioned, the big meeting here in Darwin on Tuesday. Darwin and Alice used to race um, on the same day. They both used to race on Melbourne Cup Day. But due to, um, you know, the uh, paucity of riders and the number of meetings around the country um, a few years ago, we decided that um, it was better to split them up and Alice race on Derby Day these days. And Darwin retain what's always a big day in the top end, uh, Melbourne Cup Day.
1: Just touching on uh, Melbourne Cup Day, I, I did a show with Sam Collett this morning, and and we had uh, Trudy Thornton on, her mother, and I was talking about uh, uh, Melbourne Cup Day, Melbourne Cup Week, and and obviously the Kiwis have always had a big presence uh, come this time of the year, especially the week of the VRC Carnival. What are your favourite memories in uh, Kiwi horses uh, racing in the, in the spring carnival week? At the VRC, or or even um, the Kiwis that have come out on top in the big one on the on the first Tuesday in November.
2: Yeah, well, this will date me, Sammy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my my first memories, uh, or my, some of my earliest memories, were Vander Hum winning the cup uh, in uh, seventy six or seventy seven. So um, I was uh, still at school, obviously, in those days. But yeah, uh, slog through the quagmire there in the hands of the late R J Skelton. And uh, a fantastic win, Van der Hum, trained by the Robinsons at uh, Martangy, just out of Hamilton in New Zealand, never forget uh, never forget it. He came back uh, later on, uh, Van der Hum, and won, a, and won a Waikato hurdles, would you believe. So he was a pretty wow. versatile old horse, was Van der Hum. <laughs> he, he was a bit of a ripper, but uh, yeah, he was just a, a mudlark. And uh, the conditions that day were um, obviously right to his liking. Um, who can forget um, uh, Kiwi in 1983 um, and uh, Pumper Cassidy um, as, a, as a young man um, coming from way way back in the field and uh, finding a path through and uh, the big chestnut um, heading the line with massive gusto for uh, Snowy Lupton. That was uh, that was fairy tale stuff. Um, particular memories of the big man winning uh, Empire Rose written by uh, a mate of mine at the time, um, or still is, uh, Tony Allen, and, of course, trained by the late Laurie Laxon. And uh, in um, a few years ago, jeep as the time gets away, I think back to Ethereal, um, who did the big double, uh, trained, of course, by Sheila Laxon at that time. And uh, she did a great job with Ethereal. I remember watching that. I was at Ellerslie on that day um, working for the Auckland Racing Club, and um, it was a, a huge thrill to uh, to watch Ethereal uh, in the hands of Scotty Seamer Do the big double there at uh, Flemington after winning the Caulfield Cup So yeah, some great memories um, I think this year, or in more recent years There hasn't been the uh, the number of uh, uh, New Zealand runners uh, in the Melbourne Cup But I think this year um, What do we got? Uh, Ellen Sharrick's got ladies man Going round um, She's a good stay out, whether she has the, the class and the quality to uh, to Test uh, some of the, the Big guns, the Vaubans and co uh, Remains to be seen, but um, uh, Al will give uh, her every possible chance, I'm sure, and, uh, and she's a good staying mare. Uh, doesn't look like there's any rain around in Melbourne this year, Sammy. I, I often um, you know, get a bit of rain on Melbourne Cup Day or in the week, but um looks pretty set fair this year, so I think they'll be running uh, along on a pretty firm track uh, over the two miles, so um, that won't suit everybody, but um, obviously someone will come out on top.
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, I can tell you my old man had a, had a connection to a... To a Kiwi horse in uh, what a nuisance in 1985, and I can remember uh, going in to kiss him goodnight uh, the night before, and it was pouring rain. And uh, he said, "Just pray, just pray to God that this keeps happening, that we get plenty of rain tonight, because <laughs> if we get rain tonight, we get plenty of rain tonight. I reckon we can win the Melbourne Cup tomorrow." And uh, I tell you what, it was. Uh, it was only just at the start of the week. I, w- I was watching the replay of the 1985 Melbourne Cup and for a horse that was just a tough, hardy Dower stayer and he, and he beat, of course, Corio our May, uh, ridden by Lance O'Sullivan and, and trained by Dave yes. O'Sullivan. And, you know, uh, it was a real grinding effort, Andrew. It was, you, you, I, I sort of watched it and thought to myself, gee, he was just, they were just tough, hardy stayers and, you know, I, I think in this modern day age with with the internationals having such a big presence in the Melbourne Cup, you, you need a horse with a bit of zip about him
2: these days, don't you? You do, Sam. It has certainly changed the way the Melbourne Cup uh, is uh, is run these days. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget what a nuisance and Corrie uh, May I was, obviously grew up uh, through my early uh working life um uh with Lance O'Sullivan of course. Uh, Lance and I are pretty pretty similar in age and um and yeah, was cheering on the grey but um but what a nuisance. Yeah it was a fantastic win. I think trained by Graham Rogerson at the time. I know it was um, in the Lord Williams colours of course so um but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he was he was Rogie. Um,
1: Rogie uh, Roggie had him I think Kenny Rogerson trained him originally in in mm-hmm. the preparation before and then, uh, and then he went to Johnny Mar. So Johnny Marr trained him when when that for that ah, def, right. for the for the Melbourne Cup. But I reckon I reckon Graham had the horse, and then Kenny trained him, and then and then he went from Kenny Rogerson to to um to Johnny Mar. I reckon, which Johnny is Marr, which has right. got a bit of yeah. a um a uh, theme for our show because Kenny he lives doesn't he live in Alice?
2: Still lives in Alice, the great uh, Ken Rogerson. Yeah, he's been a very, very good trainer for a very long, long time. He's recently retired from training. His partner, Carol Hunter, now um, has the licence. She's a very good horsewoman in her own right. But um, saw Kenny at the recent Darwin Cup Carnival. He's um, pretty sprightly. He's he's, uh, obviously a fair age now. He's well in his 80s. um, But um, that family lives for a long time. His father's uh, over 100. I think he's younger than one. Kenny's dad. So, so um, yeah, they lived for a long, a long time. <laughs> but um, yeah, great, great memories. And, and we could go on. A good mate of mine in uh, New Zealand who was uh, training my father's horses. Royce Dowling. He had two runners in the, in the uh, Melbourne Cup. Over the years, he ran uh, third with a horse called Mercator in the uh, Cup, won by uh, Vintage Crop. Um, and uh, he had another horse called Double Take, uh, who ran fourth in the Melbourne Cup, ridden by Greg Childs. Uh, and I was in the UK at the time. And I remember saying to the boys in the Sporting Life office, uh, "You can have a have a bit of money on the source, uh, this double take." So of course, um, one of the one of the uh, journo's in the office, he sent his money to Australia, um, and uh, and backed and backed uh, double take. Well, he ran fourth, and in Australia, of course, you don't get any money for fourth. Well, we backed him in the UK with the UK bookies, and of course, in those big handicaps, they pay out on first four. So I think I got. 600 to one each way. So that was um, a call of the odds, 150 to one. He ran fourth. So I'll, ne- I'll never forget it. Double take running fourth in
0: a Melbourne Cup.
1: Well, I can tell you, I can further to that, and we'll be quick, but uh, my best mate is John Didham, and he tells a, f- a famous story about Royce, and uh, he won the Werribee Cup on um, double take. And then it rained on the morning of that. That must have been his second Melbourne Cup, was it? I reckon the next year, mm-hmm. and it rained on the morning. Yep. And uh, Johnny Didum tells the best story ever, where it, Royce said to him, "Look, we can't win today because we got because it's rained, and uh, just just let him roll around, and we'll win the Melbourne. Uh, we'll win the Bendigo Cup next week." And, and he said, "So I was surely I'm the only bloke going around in a Melbourne Cup that's." not having a crack because we're just rolling around and they backed him in the Bendigo Cup and what a fortune. So, hey, yeah, good. I reckon that is yeah. the best, isn't it?
2: He's a very, very astute trainer, Roy Stallion. Of course, retired now but still living in Cambridge and uh, he, uh, he put off a few coups in Australia with uh, some good horses. He won a Brisbane Cup uh, with a mare called Limitless. Uh, and the year that Mercator runs third uh, behind Vintage Crop, I know that Ross, well, got uh, quite a few dollars of the sector and he um, didn't know what to do with the money yet that much. So, um, yeah, great memories, great memories.
1: Fantastic. Let's have a look at this meeting last week at Fanny Bay uh, last Saturday. And the first was the Melbourne Cup Day 7th of November handicap. And it was uh, son of Bielski. This horse is flying. Nashi has got him absolutely flying. And a perfect ride from Pegas, wasn't it? Back off the pressure of the race. And as soon as he wanted him
2: away, he went. Yeah, well, it it worked out just um, as we sort of discussed last week, Sam, how we thought it would. uh, Stepped up to the mile from those two 1,300 back-to-back wins. Son of Bielski's done a really good job and his four starts in Darwin with the last three winning uh, turns, of course. And uh, Gus just, uh, as you say, he put him uh, in the race when he needed to and he was far too strong. Uh, Chris was going to keep him going, but he's he's decided against it, and the horse is having a bit of a break now. And, um, yeah, the boys are getting a bit bullish. They're talking um, St. Paddy's Cups and even Alice Springs Cups uh, into oh. next year. And, of course, the Alice Springs Cup this year, or next year, rather, um, earlier. Uh, it's uh, to be run on the 7th of April, so it's about three weeks earlier. This normal uh, place uh, With the change to the carnival dates there So um, yeah, Nash and Pegas Getting a bit bullish about Son of and, and rightly so, the horse is going really, really well He's a son of Dissident And the Dissidents um, go really well On these uh, sand and oil-based tracks In the uh, Territory So he was he was, uh, a really good winner Son of Bielski. didn't pay much But um, uh, more money into the coffers Of uh, Nash and Pegas uh, As much as they don't need it uh, Influential Jack was second uh, Gary Clark and Jared Todd um, he's a bit of a non-winner influential, Jack, but um, uh, his run was was okay. New enterprise, he backed up from his win the previous week over the mile and got some stake money again for his uh, owner trainer, Pete Stennett. But, um, yeah, all honours with the winner. Son of Berski, far too good in the first last week.
1: And I liked uh, I liked uh, Santi's call when he called, referred to it as Nashy's Nest over the back there. I hadn't heard that one before. <laughs> I hadn't heard that.
2: Yeah, yeah, he has a few down there, uh of course, uh Santi, down the back road, Peacock's Perch and uh and she's nest and Pollard's uh palace. So yeah, he's uh, he likes to put a bit of uh a bit of uh, humor into his calls, Craig, and uh, and obviously we're we're all uh, we're all pretty matey, uh Nash and uh Pegas and uh and Sant and Aldham and, and I and uh, so we spend a bit of time together. So yeah, it's always always good to have a little laugh.
1: Very good. Race number two. Uh, this went to Pocket Pistol, and this horse flew out of the boxes, made the running, and they just couldn't catch him. He was—he uh, just kept going.
2: Yes, well, once again, changes coming. He's cost the punters big time. He was a dollar forty-five. Uh, he's got a few convictions. This horse—he's got all the ability in the world, but um, he was slow and stride again the other day. Missed it by you know, half to three quarters, and Pocket Pistol booted up from the inside gate, and Madame Romanoff from two. And of course, changes coming drew three, and he had to sit uh, parked for the entire uh, thousand meters. So he, he got past um, Madame Romanoff coming to the turn, and went up alongside, and probably headed Pocket Pistol early in the straight. But um, Pocket Pistol had had the more economical run, and um, well ridden by Paul Shires, he kicked back to beat Changes Coming by about three quarters of a length. Um, he just needs to improve his manners. Uh, changes Coming, I think he's a better horse when he leads. There's no doubt about that, and. Um, He's in the rights table. Gary Clark will continue to work on his uh, his barrier manners. He's a bit tardy to go in, and uh, and then he's a bit tardy to come out. So um, <laughs> a few things to work on with changes coming. Exceedingly, Magic was third um, about three lengths back, and Madame Romanov just weakened out uh, the last bit ahead of Hatton Man. But, yeah, good wind to pocket pistol. Tayan Halter, she um, hasn't had a big number going around since uh, racing a big team at Cunanurra uh, a few months back, but um, she's starting to uh, crank up again. And, uh, of course, um, when she has the cup-winning jock, uh, Paul Shires in the camp, um, she's got a a big advantage there.
1: Race number three went to Doc O'Connor, and this is a horse you've been a fan of uh, in the past, and he was sharp at the five furlongs. We've said it before, this is how he likes it, isn't it? When he gets to the front and he can just do his own thing.
2: Yeah, well, it worked out how we thought, but my word, he wouldn't have wanted to go another stride and a half because Mr Cashman, as we sort of alluded to last week, with the pace on and sitting off them and giving a nice ride by Pius, uh, nearly got Doc O'Connor, the stable mate, but um, he was just able to hang on, Mr. Uh, Doc O'Connor. Uh, Todd um, uh, rated him to a nicety, ran 56.31. That's pretty quick. Uh, they don't run too much quicker here. He's last 633.61. Uh, and as I say, Mr Cashman, he nearly caught him. But uh, point 0.2 of a length was the uh, the margin at the line. Star Magnum, uh, he went another good race in finishing third. Uh, the barrier draw made it hard for him. And a great diviner was next to hit a surreal image. But yeah, good win Doc O'Connor. He's had, um, what's he had? He's had seven starts in the top end now since coming to the Clark Stable from the Kieran Mar David Eustace Barn. He's had seven starts for five wins, a second and a fourth. So he's been a very good uh, earner and a very good money spinner for his connections.
1: Race number four, and, well, he's finally done it. He has finally done it. Lord Fenra knocks over the maiden win. He settled down nicely off the speed, and and he, this was the horse that had the drop on them. Uh, he was good.
2: Yeah, well done, Sammy. I know you've been a fan and were keen on his chances last week. I was a gunshot glitter man. Uh, had its chance, gunshot glitter. Um, had to set up on speed and uh, was... Uh, uh, never got much peace with New York. spirit was on the inside of him and gunshot glitter on the outside. But uh, Lord Fenrir, as you mentioned, had to sit on them. Very good ride in the lines. This was the first of a double for her, a race-to-race double. Um, and it, uh, it just showed uh, further how far she's come. That was her... 43rd career win, and she's only been riding 11 months, and um, we've seen Emma win a lot of races out in front, obviously with the claim and, and what have you, but it was just nice to see the ride on both Lord Fenrir and in the last on Turnstar. She sat just behind the pace and was able to um, uh, have her mounts finish off, so she's uh, really improving, really riding well uh, young Emma, uh, only a 17-year-old and she's doing a good job. Well done to Phil Cole and his big ownership group with uh, Lord Fenria. Gunshot Glitter, third, second in consecutive runs, going to win a race any day for Ella Clark. Uh, Mark Pegas, um, it's actually in next Tuesday and I think um, uh, Pegas will ride it again for Ella so gets another chance in the maiden here on Tuesday and no rain, no flowers, my best ruffie of the day. It um, wasn't that rough in the end, although it was 14, 14 to 1, but um was looked a big chance as it loomed into it around the home turn um, and uh, unfortunately just run down by Lord Fenrir and gunshot glitter late. But um not a bad run. No rain, no flowers. Going to win a race in the very near future.
1: One to follow there. On to the last, uh, race number five, book your Christmas party handicap. And it went to Turnstar, as you say, brought up the soapy bubble for Emma. Uh, she's riding so well. and. Well, this horse uh, got a sweet ride from Emma, getting up the fence and saved a lot of ground. Uh, it was, it was, you know, a good way. To, good way. I'm sure she would have pulled up after those last two and just gone, "How good's that?"
2: Yeah, for sure. She was excited, uh, young Em. She. She wears a heart on her sleeve she 's a lovely young girl and uh, doing a really good job and uh, Henderstros led um annoyed on the outside uh, by a couple and he just um rolled off the fence on the point of the turn and, and uh, Emma sitting behind on Turnstar, was through in a flash and um with the claim, she uh, rode the horse at fifty four and a half pop magic uh fifty eight and a half and hestros at fifty nine uh he he was never going to be caught once he um put his head through that gap and uh, hit the front. So good win. They backed it to into $4.40, The cold stable. So a double for Phil, a double for Emma. Pop Magic, uh, good run for Ella Clark. Ella had the, the two runners on the day for two seconds. So she's going well, her little team. And then Destroza, um, that was... Uh, what we expected him to go a good race, he went a good race, but uh, just found a couple better on the day. Motivated miss, no luck again from the barrier draw. Uh, once it draws a gate, it's uh, going to be winning. And lucky dog, he wasn't far away either. So, um, yeah, good little card last week. Um, we were a little, um, uh, well, we, we, we thought that the numbers would improve for the Melbourne Cup Day meeting in Darwin, and I'm pleased to say that um, that has been proven right. The fields aren't out till tomorrow, as we mentioned, Sam, but um, 65 acceptors in the six races. Got one uh, light race, that's the Open Sprint uh, with a half a dozen, but the rest of the noms are, um, what have we got, two 11s, uh, two 12s and a 13, and I think we've got 12 jockeys here on Tuesday. So promises to be a really good day on Melbourne Cup day here in Darwin.
1: Well, we might have a look at that meeting. I mean, uh, we'll get a tip out before the end, uh, before you get off, and we'll uh, get a tip out for Alice on Saturday, but we're going to talk to Shane Green uh, in on the other side, so we'll We'll get his tips for Alice Springs. Um, but, yeah, let's have a look at this meeting at Darwin Melbourne Cup Day. The six uh, six races scheduled. The fields will come out. Uh, they'll be out tomorrow, won't they? Tomorrow
2: morning yep. they're out. Um, obviously, the race book will be uh, just about ready to go. We have to wait until Saturday night for the barrier draw for the Cup, of course, the Melbourne Cup. So, um, yeah, we'll have most of it uh, done tomorrow. And, um, yeah, it should be a really good day here. The bookings on... Uh, 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 at Fanny Bay next week For um, all the hospitality venues uh, I understand from the club uh, Really, really good um, A lot of rooms are booked out on course Obviously you need to be in the air conditioning At this time of the year, Sam I'm about the only one that's not
1: uh,
2: outside But um, yeah, it, uh, it august well It's always a big day here in Darwin uh, A number of um, local establishments Have uh, Melbourne Cup parties But um, obviously the only place with the live racing Is here at Fanny Bay So um, yeah, always look forward to Melbourne Cup Day
1: Good stuff. Well, the sprint, the, uh, it's the first on the weights, obviously, uh, over the 1300. It's got a field of six entered, but uh, I tell you what, there, they're, it's, uh, well, it'll be tough enough this race because uh, there's a few of these that, uh, well, Valabar's the last start winner, but all the rest of them have been about the money, haven't they?
2: They have, yes. City Regal's been racing well for uh, Tayan Halter. Uh, and Valabar, as you mentioned, uh, was a good win last time out. 1,300 is probably as, as short as he wants to, to go. He's better known over further, of course. Grand third in the Darwin Cup, Valabar. Uh, Gary Clark with the four of them engaged. So I suppose riding engagements will probably tell a story there. Uh, I would think that um, Jared Todd would ride Valabar. Sidney Klein, he's probably um, not racing at his best. The seven-year-old now, of course, a former Palmerston Sprint winner in the event. Uh, Desert Dream and not the worst, and of course City Regal to be uh, considered there. So should be a good race. Um, only the half dozen to go around in the thirty thousand dollar BTC Construction Sprint.
1: And race two is the Chris William Jewelers Handicap over the eleven hundred, and a few of these are in good form.
2: Yeah, they are. This is an interesting little race. Uh, looking forward to seeing Just Strolling uh, back. Um, one on Melbourne. Oh, sorry, one on Darling Cup Day. And, uh, and then then's only had the one start since and had a problem in that race. Um, might have had a uh, bit of cardiac arrhythmia or might have had a, a one nostril. I'm just not sure. But um, back here, it showed plenty of ability just driving. I think it's got a future. Uh, Rising Sphere, been racing well. Uh, Bell's Banner uh, in this 0-70 to lineup uh, should be considered, as well as Al uh, Magnificence. And I see Gary Clark's got Athletica in this race, but he's also got it later in a in the program in the class two, I would expect he'd probably run it in the class two. That's um, it, it's great, but it's got ability as well. Athletica.
1: Race three is the Silks Laser Clinics Handicap over the mile. Uh, he has got a couple that are going well in American Jazz and Zariski, but uh, this
2: horse, the Albion, gee, he's racing well. He's going really good, the Albion. He uh, he likes the mile too. He's uh, he's got a good record at the trip, uh, so he's certainly right in this. I think American Jazz is uh, probably the of course, with the most upside in this race, he um been stepped out in in distance here. So that's interesting uh, from the Clark team, but he certainly uh, looks the goods. He's won, He won during the carnival by a space and then won his last start as well. Uh, Field Commander, uh, another one from the Clark's table who I think has been looking for a trip. He's been probably a little disappointing, but uh, I'd allow him another chance. And Jimmy Secret, who Pollard, uh, Chris Pollard was keen on uh, last time out, and he went a good race. He ran third. Um, I wouldn't leave him out of uh, the wrecking either. But a good
1: race, um, the 64 mile. That'll be the last race on the day. Race four is the BTC Constructions Trobus Handicap. 1,300 here. Few of these are going well. Obviously, Lord Fenrir got the money the other day. Phil Cole, he's got uh, six and ent- or five, is he? Five entered in this. So I'm uh, sure they won't all be going around, but he's got some good chances. Wilson's Prom, uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing this horse for the King Shots uh, he he was good first up, running second.
2: Yeah, he was. This is another a decent uh, race on the card. It'll Probably the first, um, probably run the 213 hundreds first. I think this would probably be race one, and the, the feature will be race two just due to its uh, smallish field. But um, Clarkie with uh, Wilson's Prom and Cappy Stan. Of course, Cappy Stan won first up here out of the tried horse sale. Uh, Cappy Stan, the only one so far to have had a run although there is another couple in on Tuesday out of the uh, tried horse sale, so we'll talk about them as we get to it. I thought looking for you might be uh, hard to beat here. He uh, This is his go, 1,300 metres in this sort of grade. He, he sort of uh, specialises around the 0 to 58, 64 grade, uh, and if he jumps on uh, on the lead, uh, I think young Emma will ride him, claim a couple of kilos. He'll take plenty of beating uh, looking for you, Lord Fenria. Um, Obviously, off that maiden one, as you mentioned, always has to be considered. And Plagstone, another one I know you've got time for, um, uh, Sammy. He's uh, also represents the Phil Cole stable. So an interesting race, um, probably leaning towards um, uh, looking for you and Cappy Stan on that one.
1: Race number five is over the eleven hundred, and this uh, Aplomato is at the uh, top top of the entries here. Obviously, starting with A and that, oh, but what leads me to mention this horse is that that win was huge and then he had a break then he came back last time round. he never won a race last time round, which was surprising did he have issues there
2: look they they stretched him out in trip uh, Sam to try to get to the guineas and I think he actually ran in the guineas um, at a mile and I think that was too far and I think um, Chloe Baxter has since um, uh, given the horse a break he's had a good long uh, or good slow build up and back to the sprint trip uh, I think that's more suitable for Applomato. Um He's a nice horse. He's not over big, but um, he's certainly got uh, ability and, and uh, he must be considered here. A couple that we want to mention, uh, Bonds Pride and Queen in the North. They were both out of the tri-horse sale. Um, Jason Manning has one of them and Tommy Logan has Queen in the North. So looking forward to seeing them step out. But probably the horse, uh, I would think, that's the hardest to beat is number, oh, it's not number four, uh, it's fourth in order because of its alphabetical. Um, fly Nice. Uh, I think you mentioned this it was last good time, the other day, wasn't it? Only, yeah, it was. I only needed another couple of uh, strides, and it would have uh, it would have been winning. It was a good run. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing Fly Nice in that one, and um, and also those couple of tried horses from the sale. Right, oh, and, and Sammy, I've, I've, I've forgotten one uh, right down the bottom. Velvet Revolution. Yes, course. this was the horse that won won the class two as a maiden. Uh, and bolt it up. So um, if Velvet Revolution goes round, I'm not certain if it's i uh, I'm not uh, sure if it's a certain starter yet. But if it goes round, the way it won the other day, yeah, uh, it'll be the favourite. So um, yeah, another another decent race on the card, the to Class Two. Righto, and then
1: uh, race number six is the Maiden Plate, which will be earlier in the day, obviously. And few of these are looking for their first win uh, on the board. And Gunshot Glitter, well, it's knocking on the door, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is, Sam. Um, this the 1200. I think this will be race three on the car, the maiden. Um, interesting little race. Um, looking forward to seeing Daunting Decision go round. Gary Clark, uh, he bought this out of the sale in Alice Springs uh, back in uh, late April. So, only had the one start here. Uh, hung like a rusty gate in the wind. So, I uh, had to go back to the trials. Uh, daunting Decision. Um, and I saw it trial, the trial's fine. So, just had a, a couple of issues early on. But um, I'm looking forward to Daunting Decision going round. Gunshot Glitter, as you mentioned, uh, knocking on the door. And uh, no rain, no flowers, uh, as we mentioned earlier, not far away from a winning turn. So good feel the maiden. Uh, one of them will be a maiden no longer after Tuesday, but um, really good car, looking forward to it. Normally start, we're just waiting on the um, times to come through from Sky Channel. We normally kick off on this day at about uh, Northern Territory time, 150 or 152. so about 20 minutes after the running of the Melbourne Cup. And um, it'll be a great afternoon of entertainment here, both uh, on and off the track, I'm sure. And uh, and the start of, uh, or the continuation of what's going to be a great week of racing around Australia.
1: Tour man, uh, and we're going to have a t- chat to Shane Green on the other side of this next break. But have you got a best for us at Alice Springs on Saturday, Pioneer Park? Uh,
2: yeah, it's, a, it's only a, only a smallest sort of card. Uh, um, Nothing to really get too excited about. I thought Rock of Kryptonite could probably win the fourth. Uh, only a five-horse field. Uh, Ray Viney's team's going great guns. Jess Philpott takes them out there. And he had the five starts in Ellis Springs for a win, a second and three-third placing. So racing really well. I thought Rock of Kryptonite, one of the better bets of the day. And I think Red Wraith can win the uh, four-year-old 0-66 to 66 the second. That's won its last two for Paulie Gardner. And Sonia Logan uh, travels from... Uh, the top end to the red centre. Incidentally, uh, next Tuesday, Sam will see the return to the track of a couple of our riders, Jade Hampson. Of course, he's been off for some time, Jade, with those back fractures suffered uh, on Rowant Day here in the 1st of uh, July. So it'd be great to have Jade back uh, in action. And also Adam Nichols, uh, Chibby's just had two or three weeks off after. Uh, suffering a, a bit of an injury in the starting stalls uh, during the trials here one day. So good to have those two riders back. And just a shout out too, to to um, young Dakota Gillette who will ride in Alice Springs on uh, Saturday. Dakota's been uh, on loan to Bjorn Baker in uh, in Sydney at Warwick Farm there for almost um, three months, getting on for three months. And she rode, a winner the other day, last Friday, I think it was at Bathurst, um, gave it a nice ride too for Bjorn. So well done to Dakota. Our, our young riders just continue to shine.
1: Yeah, she. I was. Uh, I worked uh, the other day on trackside and saw that she got the money there. Good ride, fantastic, and uh, that trip is going to do her the world a good. Or that experience, uh, obviously, in uh, in Sydney, is going to do her the world a good. Two man, have you got a tip? A Melbourne Cup tip for us?
2: Oh, jeepers, it's uh, <laughs> it's a lottery as always, isn't it, uh, Sam? I. I saw um, the vision of Vauban working with the stablemate at Flemington the other morning. Uh, Absurd, I think the stablemate's called. And um, obviously saw the horse win at Royal Ascot. Willie Mullins, he's a master trainer. He's yet to win a Melbourne Cup. Uh, He's got Ryan Moore aboard Vauban. I know he's the favourite. But, man, he's going to take plenty of beating. Um, But, um, you know, there's always, uh, always... Chances in a Melbourne Cup, they come out of the woodwork, don't they? Remember Emissary last year and uh, High Emotion and those horses uh, filling the minor placings behind Gold Trips. So looking forward to it, but it might be uh, it might be an Irish Cup this year, mate. Andrew, you're on
1: the money. Oh Well, I think you're on the money. It's, do you know, I dead set walked out of the kitchen the other day and uh, was walking through the lounge room and to the other side and the news came up with Vauban's work. And I literally watched its last 50 metres of its work, and I went, that horse is absolutely flying. Like, I'm going, what? <laughs> yeah. and, and then, and, you know, the, and then it's uh, – I couldn't – I didn't have the TV up. And, but I just looked at the horse and its action and how fast it was going, and I was going, that horse is flying, right? And then, so then it's Vauban, and then I'm going, Wow. Then I spoke to a bloke that the that was at the Gallops the other morning, and he's been going out to Werribee and watching it. Said he does it three times a week. Said he breaks eleven, can do it on his ear. And and I said, well, how are they going to beat him? Like it's. And then I saw a photo of the horse. He's an amazing looking horse. And you know, I mean, this Voban that Willie Mullins bought. Uh, Max Dynamite out and was obviously competitive in the Melbourne Cup. This horse would carry Max Dynamite. This horse, he'd pick him yeah. up and carry him. So I think it'll be winning Vauban. It's I think I think uh, Willie Mullins, he's dead set bought out the the uh, and I reckon it. Just just the way it finished that work, I was like, wow, well, weak, you know. Like and and you know he's going to be strong at the at the trip.
2: Oh, that's right. And and as much as that and, and to to compliment what you say, uh, Sam, I heard uh, Mick Price who have a massive amount of respect and, and time for him, Mick's a straight shooter and uh, just the way he spoke about Vauban, who's only got fifty five kilos, remember, he's well weighted for the quality of horse that he is. And um and basically Mick said, Wow, he said, I wish I could work um my horses like that. He said I'd be too scared to and he said, basically, how are we going to beat him? So um, yeah. that's what Mick's saying. That's good enough for me.
1: Yeah, I think so. Cool, man. thanks very much. Have a ripper week.
2: Good on you. Thanks very much, Sam.
1: Let's get a break out of the way. We'll be back on the other side with the voice of Pioneer Park, Shane Green.
0: Thoroughbred Racing NT, the best show on sand. Back to NT Racing Talk with Sam Hyland. All the latest news
1: and views from the NT Racing world, right here on SEN Track. It is the best show on sand, and the voice of Alice Springs, uh, who has been a long-time Alice Springs caller, and he's heading back to Alice this week, Pioneer Park, to call the races on Saturday, Derby Day. Greeny, are you feeling lucky this weekend?
3: Oh, I've had a good look at the races this week, Sam, and first of all, let me say thank you once again for the opportunity to talk with yourself. Yeah, feeling lucky, Sam. Um, had a good look at the program, and there are two that I... I'm quite keen on, um, on Saturday down there, Maiden him the Alice.
1: Good stuff. Well, let's get to the first race here. And I thought uh, Celine or C-Line, I thought it could be running well for Ray Viney and Jess Philpot.
3: Yeah, a grey mare, Maiden. I tipped her at her last start, and I thought she ran below par. but. I was talking to Jess Philpot after that race and she said that she just felt a bit flat and thought that the second up um, issue that that may have what taken place there but assured me that she's healthy and well and certainly one of the big chances. Omo Plata um, put in three very good runs in the Alice before a substandard run of her last start I'm not sure. They're the two I like. Um, I'm going to go with Omo Plata. Um, You stick with Celine, and an interesting horse is Prophesire, one of Lisa Whittles, a winner down in South Australia, making its territory debut. But I'm going to give Omo Plata a chance to break through.
1: Uh, Race number two, this is a good race, and the tool man's all about red wraith in this race. But I liked uh, Flying Issue with the claim here.
3: Yeah, look... I'm I'm going with flying Yishu, Sam, and I'm doing it for a particular reason that when they clashed two starts ago when Red Rape won... There is a six kilo turnaround um, compared to that when you factor in apprentice Lech Maloney's acclaim and I think Flying Issue can turn the tables on Red Rafe. Interesting to note, Red Rafe's won three races and they've all been uh, 1,000 metres and 1,100. It has to produce it at 1,200 here on Saturday. So I'm with you. We'll leave the tour man out in this race and you and me will stick with Flying Issue.
1: Good stuff. Now, the third race, uh, I was a fan of Rupert's Delight first up. It's been effective uh, fresh before, and it's drawn the one gate.
3: Yeah, me too, Sam. Raced well at the Darwin Carnival, went back home to Wallace Springs, and... I uh, was given a break for a while, and it's first up on Saturday, and I'm with you. I think Janish Luxeman who rides particularly well, he's another one of those Mauritian riders that have made their way down under and are making inroads, and I think it's a very, very good chance of winning. Rupert's Delight, I'm with you. Kwama Firi Bay, mate, is a danger. And I think Family Ties, Freedom Day, and probably Talent Quest are the other three. Um, that you can factor into your multis. But I'm with Rupert's Delight. So I think that's the first time, Sam, that you and me are in total agreement.
1: Beautiful. Uh, race number four, the happy 40th Emma Merker, handicap over the 1,000. I'm all about Asashi here with the claim for Dakota Gillette. She wrote a winner at Bathurst uh, during the week. She'll be coming back to Alice with uh, her tail up and full of confidence. And I reckon she can get the money on Asashi
3: absolutely tickle pink she would have been after that bathurst when i watched the replay of it and she would have been absolutely stoked as would have mum and dad mate i've been tipping asashi it was poor at its last run um oh gee you tell you what if it goes bad on saturday it's getting the boot <laughs> my old mate rock of, Crypt- rock of kryptonite's in mate and i'm going with the rock of kryptonite sam Um, I think he's probably the best horse in the race. He's weighted up to that, but I I have to stick with him. But I give Asashi a hope for sure, intercontinental, and uh, excuses, excuses aren't out of that either, Sam. But it's an interesting race, race four.
1: And the lucky last race, number five, over the 1,400, I'm going for one who's a bit out of form, and that is number six, the Chaplin.
3: Well, you can have the chaplain and <laughs> you can stick with the chaplain because I won't be. Mate, I think Tim Turn Powell is the one to beat here. Its last three runs, it's finished behind Great Buy, who is a tremendous horse. Boy Biggs won three in a row and Supreme Times is one of the best horses going around in Alice. He hasn't been too far off them. He gets back into the right race. Um, he's been going around at 1100 metres too short, gets out to the 1400 today and I think it's the best bet of the day. Number three, Tin Turn Power Um, Nicotera had a picnic in front of its last start and was able to kick in the straight and win Um, and uh, I think Shoal Rivers, the other one with a hope but I'm definitely with Tin Turn Power in the last if I can, if I'll do the best I can Sam, to save some coin for the last and I'll be having it on Tin Turn Power
1: Beautiful. Now, uh, talking about bests, uh, I, well, it's been the theme on shows that I've done uh, this week. Greenie, I'm, I've been asking everybody, what has been their best, their favourite Melbourne Cup memory from over the years?
3: They've got 100 to go, and Let's Elope leads by two, but Sheevers' revenge has got out, and now goes after Let's Alope Let's Elope and Sheevers' revenge. They come to the line, and Let's Elope's won the Cup. That is my favourite Melbourne Cup. I remember that um, Shane Dye protested against Stephen Indeed. King, who rode the winner, Let the Lope, and I was watching it on the television, and as the jockeys were making their way back into the jocks' room to, to way back in, they were interviewing them, and they said to Shane Guy, you know, Stephen King has lodged a protest. And Shane Dye said, I don't care, Stephen King's a pussy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that, that, would be, uh, yep. that would be typical King coming out with something like that, and... Uh, he was yeah. uh, look. He was. I reckon he was only 21, or he was pretty young, wasn't he, way back then, Kingie? Uh, and obviously, yeah, he was, yeah, an outsta- like- was an outstanding jockey. Of course, it was with the master trainer Bart Cummings. And you know, when you look back on Bart Cummings's Melbourne Cup record, it's quite amazing, isn't it, to how he would get horses to deliver on that first Tuesday in November. Yeah, and
3: it just showed Sam that you know, he had the knack of training all those days, you know, TJ Smith trained the winners of all those 1600 metre Epsons and Doncasters back then, all the golden slippers with Toy Show, John's Hope, Hearts Hill, all those golden slipper winners all those years ago, but when it came to the, to the Melbourne Cup, there's no doubt that JB Cummings had it all over TJ Smith, but you know, I think they were two of the most fantastic men that we'd seen that we had seen in Australian racing, and of course, Bart Cummings his history goes right back to Alice Springs, mate, where his grandfather trained all those years ago.
1: Gee, that's fantastic. I, I didn't even know that. So, uh, well, there, uh, yeah, there's so much history in the Cummings name, and, uh, gee, we're seeing it now. What about Jewess? I, I backed it in the cox plate, and, uh, gee, I reckon uh, Edward was stiff not to walk away with the, uh, with the silverware last Saturday.
3: Oh, he, 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 it went terrific, that horsey. Edward would have went no home scratching his head, mate. He would have been thinking, oh, uh, I don't know. I'll have to have a rethink. I'll... He he would have watched that video half a dozen times at least,
1: wouldn't he? No doubt, no doubt. Good on you, Grady. Have a ripper weekend. Good on you, Sam. Good to chat, buddy. Catch up soon. There is Shane Green. We'll now have a chat to Mark Summers, who is the Alice Springs Turf Club General Manager, and he's got a massive day planned uh, for Alice Springs Pioneer Park. For Derby Day, Mark, welcome to NT Racing Talk.
0: It is indeed. It, it's one of our biggest events for the year. Uh, we've got a marquee happening. It's already sold out and um, the phone's been running hot with uh, GA and Fashions on the Field inquiries. So we're expecting uh, there'll just be tumbleweeds in Alice strings tomorrow because they'll all be here.
1: Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, I, I think it's uh, especially when it gets to, to this time of the year that uh, and, and this whole, obviously, VRC Spring Carnival Week. It's, it's the pinnacle of horse racing and, and obviously especially uh, racing in Melbourne. But, but anywhere you are, I mean, I've spent four years up here in Queensland, in Brisbane, and it doesn't matter where you go to the races on Derby Day, it, it's got a great feel to it. And obviously, uh, all eyes are, are, are focused on Melbourne racing on, on Saturday. But wherever you are at the races around the country, it's a huge day.
0: It, it is indeed, and you know, you I remember, you know, working for Caulfield many years ago, and um, going off to uh, getting my industry passes, and getting off to Caulfield, uh, sorry, to Derby and and Cup Day, and uh, sharing the day with you know well over a hundred thousand people. It's it's really quite amazing. It's four grand finals in a week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. It's uh,
1: it's it is a massive it is a, a massive week, and such a um, well, I think Melbourne is just alive because, you know, the footy's finished. Obviously, cricket's going to kick off soon enough. And, and Melbourne is, is known for such a great sporting state, isn't it? They But in horse racing, they do it so well. And further to that, the VRC do it so well. And, you know, it's, it's uh, well, they, they cater for everybody going to the races on Derby Day.
0: Absolutely, they've been the market leaders for for many many years, and you know you see what Sydney are trying to do to catch up to them um, with their Everest program and and whatnot. But you you know that Flemington just do it the best. They are the pinnacle of uh, horse racing events in this country and you know in, in the world as well.
1: You yourself, Mark. There's been a lot, uh, a lot of planning go into into your Derby Day, and as you say, you've got a big crowd. But uh, what's been what's been involved? I mean, fashions on the field. It's it's always a big highlight for the women, isn't
0: it? It is, and it's it's becoming more and more for the the men as well. And uh, although we didn't do it for Derby Day over our carnival, we we have a special kids' fashions on the field as well. So. People of all uh, ages and genders really are getting into it these days, and uh, I did see something on the internet yesterday about um, there's a big argument at the moment for fashions on the field where the shorts are in and out for the gents. So uh, I, I I don't know whether you've got any uh, comments on that, whether shorts should be allowed in fashions on the field. But uh, well, Gay Waterhouse seems to think no.
1: I'm a bit of a I'm I'm a bit like Gay. I'm a traditionalist, and and I think it's mm. uh, you know I don't know that. But in saying that, you know what, times change and things change and if people, I'm just happy people are going to the races, Mark, and if if people want to wear shorts and feel good about it, well, let them go in shorts. It's, uh, you know, I think we we need as many eyes on the sport as we possibly can have and and let's be positive about the sport. There's too much negativity in, in horse racing, which once upon a time you would never hear.
0: No, no, correct. Um, as I said, as, as you said, sorry. It's uh, it, the more punters we can get to the races, the you know the better it is for the sport moving forward. Because uh, we've had our sugar hit from COVID, and uh, you know we're back back to it being uh, uh, tough and scrapping for every every dollar and every set of eyes. But um, look, I think there's some real positive signs for the, the sport right across the country, not just not just here in Alice, and not just at the big events like the Everest and uh, Derby.
1: Mark, have a ripper day on Saturday for Derby Day and uh, so glad that there's a big crowd going and, uh, yeah, we'll catch up to you soon enough.
0: Thanks, Amy, and thanks for your support during the year and uh, and to SEN as as well. It's great that you guys support uh, little clubs like ours and uh, help us. You know, from from little things, big things grow, and uh, yeah, we'll, we certainly have to be moving forward on the back of your support.
1: Fantastic! Uh, there is Mark Summers, Alice Springs Turf Club General Manager, and we love NT Racing Talk. We love supporting uh, Pioneer Park and Fanny Bay. Uh, that is us, done and dusted for another week. Let's get our best bets out. Two men's best for Alice: uh, Race Four, Number One, rock, rock of Kryptonite; Race Two, Number Two, Red Rate. Greenie's best is race five number three Tin Power and we have uh, many companies out in there. My best is race four number four Asashi. Uh, looking for it to deliver for Dakota uh, and her parents. That'll be fantastic. And my Melbourne Cup tip is Boban, Ban. I'm sure you uh, can hear it in my voice when I speak about this horse. Just enjoy Melbourne Cup week. It is such a great time of the year.